How I Became a Spy, Chapter 13. This is so nice of you, Bertie. I don't live far, just a little ways past Berkeley Square, said Eleanor as we set out. I scowled. Speaking of nice, that was a nasty trick you just played, Eleanor. What? I could see her mouth quivering. It's not funny. You set up that whole arrangement with Warden Ida without asking me, I said. Warden Ida already thinks I'm dim and forgetful. And he's the nice one compared to Warden Hawk. The only reason Warden Hawk puts up with me is that he likes L.R. Sorry about that. Eleanor reached over and tugged gently on one of L.R.'s ears. Everyone likes you, don't they, Rue? Well, Bertie, I had to think fast, because I've made a decision. What's that? I asked skeptically. I've decided to trust you. Thanks, I guess. But what does that even mean? Well, you still haven't given me back the notebook. But remember, you can't tell anyone else about it, or turn it into your father, or a warden. I already told you I wouldn't. I know, but you do live in a police station, after all. I told you it's not a police station. You're so easy to tease, Bertie, Eleanor grinned. And I'm sorry for barging ahead with that story about you needing help at school. You just looked so far away. Your face went all white. I thought making you mad might distract you from whatever it was that upset you. I can't talk about that, I muttered. You don't have to. I won't ask you anything personal, she said. We don't even have to be friends. I'm not that good at being friends anyway. I'm not either, I admitted, except with David. But, well, it's like what we were saying before the raid tonight, Eleanor began. Maybe the reason Violet was setting a trap is revealed somewhere in the notebook probably in the secret code. We have to at least try to figure it out. All right, we can be partners, like Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson, I said. I'll be Sherlock. No way, cried Eleanor. I want to be Sherlock. LR erupted. Woof, woof. I grinned. Little Rue wants to be Sherlock, too, I guess. I tickled her curly head and turned to Eleanor. My dad's been a policeman for a long time. He's not a real detective inspector or anything but he says it's important to trust your partner. You don't need to worry about me turning the notebook in. And you won't tell anyone else about this? No, I won't, I promise. And I wouldn't. But the truth was, I hadn't told her everything. I hadn't told her that I'd asked David for help with the ciphers. I also hadn't revealed that I'd followed my query, the man I called Q, to Baker Street. I wasn't sure, quite sure why I was holding back, but I couldn't help it. One, one tiny suspicion kept nagging at me. I couldn't help thinking Q was up to no good. I mean, I'd seen him the night Violet had disappeared. But there was another possibility, too. If Q was working at the Inner Services Research Bureau and was after Violet, then maybe he'd been following Violet because she was up to no good. I wasn't sure of anything. Just as we turned down Hey Muse, I stopped abruptly. Like Mill Street, this was an old, narrow passageway. I was lost in thought about Q. Just the notion that he might be lurking in the shadows made me shiver. What? Why do you keep looking over your shoulder? Eleanor whispered. It's nothing. There's no way he followed me back to Broadwick Street, I reminded myself. I'm positive he didn't even realize I trailed him to Baker Street. Eleanor pointed at a two-story building. My room's over that archway. There are some fancy houses around us in Mayfair, but Nan lives in what 
what once was a stable. Oh. She dug into a side pocket of her knapsack and pulled out something wrapped in a napkin. I just remembered. I have one more donut. It's a little squished. Ruff. LR had been resting her chin on the rim of the bike basket. Now she sat up, wagging her tail at high speed. She knows she deserves a treat, Eleanor remarked. I always get them from the ladies at the mobile American Red Cross, uh, Red Cross carts. She broke the donut into three pieces. LR lunged forward and grabbed one with her sharp little teeth. Hey, you be gentle, I scolded. She's hungry, poor thing. She worked hard tonight. Is it hard to feed her because of all the food being rationed? Eleanor asked. She pointed to a food waste for pigs bin on the street corner. I see these everywhere, but can you get dog food now? No, she eats what I eat. She eats what we eat, I said. Now that we have, not that we have leftovers. At the beginning, a lot of people killed their pets because the government told them to do it. The London Zoo killed their poisonous snakes too, in case they got loose, at, loose after a bombing raid. Poor snakes, Eleanor rubbed noses with LR. Well, I'm glad you're here, Rue. Me too, I said. Wherever I take her for a walk, people are always stopping to pet her and share their stories. Just last week, a man had stopped me and spent 10 minutes telling me about his old cat, Sophie. She was mean, but we loved her. Another woman had almost cried talking about her dog. We gave our lovely Michael to the military. We couldn't afford to feed him. He's serving our country, but I'm afraid we'll never set eyes on him again. Eleanor turned to say goodbye. I'm glad you ran into me, Bertie Bradshaw. I'll see you Monday after school at the command post. Bring the notebook. I will. Good night, always Eleanor. Eleanor smiled. Good night, Watson. And then she ran inside. The secret word for this chapter is notebook. <laughs>